0: Oh, so it gives me great pleasure uh, to introduce you, Toby. He is uh, the front person for Trash Boat. Welcome, Toby.
1: Front person. Front I love person. That. That's the first time I've ever heard it, the front person. Oh, okay. Front man. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of the times. You know. <laughs> it is, it is.
0: I didn't want to assume, you see, so...
1: Please, you know what? I actually... Uh, I, I, I Like you can assume with me. Okay, that's all good. It, it's it's not like a personal prerequisite that uh, like an assumption wouldn't irritate me. I understand a lot of people um, feel exactly the opposite way, yep. but please assume. <laughs>
0: all right, cool. Well, frontman from Trashboat, welcome. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. Good to be here.
0: Um, it's a pleasure, all mine. I've been following you guys for a while. I I, I only recently discovered your band um, through. Uh, during lockdown, in fact, and you, it was uh, when you released Don't You Feel Amazing, uh, the video. And yeah. um, I was watching uh, a guy called Terry Beezer. I uh, don't know if you're aware of him. He used to be quite the journalist here in the UK for all the big rock magazines. He now lives over in the it, US. This is
1: really but I'm terrible with names. Uh, people, it goes but... under
0: Bees, is his like name but anyway he he like covers a lot of stuff and he does this like saturday night stream or was doing i don't know if he's still doing or not but he like introducing new music uh to his audience Mm. and people were voting on it whether they like it whether they don't uh and all the sort of scale of that and then your video came on and i was like what the hell is it what's this you know and uh, it react- everyone reacted well to it so that was a good sign <laughs> which is always good um and yeah i just instantly just sort of fell in love with that track it's so like the video as well it's just so like it's, it's just so filthy i think the word is right it's, it's so, <laughs> so
1: like just kind of new wave industrial yeah it's kind of like what 9 inch nails probably would have sounded like if they started in like 2018 yeah you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought there was, a, there was an energy when we wrote that in the studio because we wrote that song like that was the last song that we did. Um, okay, and we had see we we wrote a lot in the studio mm. uh, because we went in with like twelve sort of half finished songs because it was all it wasn't done in a rush, but you know we couldn't find a studio that would take us for more than a couple weeks because this was during lockdown. Yeah. Um, we were trying to get as much done possible like via Zoom, which is just stress, um, and when we finally managed to get the time in the studio we only had a couple of weeks and most of the songs were kind of half finished, and then like five of them just got binned while we were in the studio because so much happened in those two weeks yeah. to change like the sound of the record and, and the way that we were going with it Like, as soon as we all got together and we started writing, um, everything changed, everything changed, it went from zero to a hundred real quick, and after scrapping like five tunes and writing four in the studio, we had this moment. Where we had like three days left, and we were like, "We should, we should put another song on." Like, what should we do? So we started just going through old demos mm. that Oakley had written, and literally all he had was just that, um, like dun dun da 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 da, yeah da 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 da. That went on for like thirty seconds, and then it did the dun no dun, dun dun dun. That was it. So it was like a forty-five second clip. And we kind of stumbled across that, and we were like, okay, That's okay. That's like a bit of a way. Um And then we fleshed that out over the course of a, a full day. I just sat in a dark room and and wrote some lyrics completely like off the top. I was like, they don't need to make sense. Yeah. I just need to vibe it. Um, and then I, I spent like a few hours doing that, and then I went back into the room, and Oakley had just tracked the drums, and they'd laid down a couple of guitar tones. And he just cranked the 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 PA in the uh, in the thing and just played that massive like boom boom blah, 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 blah. and I was like oh <laughs> shit this is fucking huge uh, and like I, I laid down those vocals and we I, I remember I told the story a couple of times I went out after doing the vocals to like make a cup of tea I came back in and Jason our producer was just bouncing he was like jumping up around the things but boys boys, it's fucking so good and we got <laughs> the boys in, and we all listened to it and we were just we were properly rocking out it was such a good feeling that's
0: awesome i mean that i mean it's a fucking killer track like i said it's the first track i heard of you guys um i like i know you guys formed in 2014 2015 or so around about then um yeah, i did a little bit of research on you so it's all right um uh, <laughs> We'll go into that in a bit, but no, I just it it, it just totally caught me. Um, And I I, I've been hosting like I host radio shows and I DJ nightclubs and all that kind of stuff. And it's one of those tracks I thought instantly, like club wise, I was like, this is perfect. Like like you said, it slots like it's like Nine Inch Nails if they were kind of you know making stuff if they just form now kind of thing. But it fits with that if you're doing that kind of set. And I predominantly do like rock clubs industrial ebm whatever you know um alternative nights and it's perfect for that and i've been playing it at the club since and it's getting it's getting people dancing and people you know as as you guys are gaining momentum people are finding out who you are um but it just like through that like you say, when you had it in the studio cranking it through, but cranking it through a club system fucking hell it sounds great as well
1: it's so big. <laughs> it's so big like we have we were having arguments when we were making like the guitar sounds and the bass sounds because like we were finding it hard to through like kemper profiles and whatnot to replicate just that massiveness that we mm. got in the studio and we we pulled back that that snare even though it's still like huge when it first uh was when it was like the first snare in the studio it was like this huge like with this like sustain that just yeah. went on for like the whole next bar and i was like oh it's gotta stay like that and <laughs> I, I i preferred the snare the old way because it was so arrogantly massive yeah um but it ended up getting time back a little bit yeah we, we were struggling to replicate that size with the with the kemper profiles and like the live sound because it's like yeah. it has to sound huge yeah because that bass is so thick
0: yes yeah definitely and i, I want to catch you guys live um we'll talk about that in a moment because you've got quite a few big tours coming up in a bit and you've just come off tour in fact Mm -hmm. as well um but yeah no we talk i mean talk about the album it's called it's called don't you feel amazing as well so you named it after that song Mm -hmm. or was the album title already there and you just called that song that
1: you know what the album title came really really late in the process and it had like five different names before it was don't you feel amazing and they were all really try hard cryptic like (laughs) please think i'm very very intelligent please dig through all of the layers of of why this name is is so intricate and (laughs) so well thought out and honestly like with the way that this album was shaping out, with the way that i was writing the lyrics having that lack of accessibility didn't really sit right with me i just wanted something as blunt as the rest of the album to yeah. kind of, to kind of, I didn't want people to have to dig through layers of metaphors to find out what the fuck I was talking about. Um, cause that's like my usual spiel, like on Crown Shyness, everything had to be like, yeah, you know, shrouded in, in mystery and clever metaphors and all this bullshit. Um, <laughs> not that it's bullshit, like I, I, lo- I love all our previous stuff and yeah, like that, nice. that's like out for default when I it's, write, but I just wanted to be a lot more blunt with this.
0: Yeah. Record. Yeah. It's the artist in you. Like there's sometimes when, when you're creating something, you want to be, cryptic you want to have that um you know that that air that air of mystery with it so people can figure out stuff give people something to think about or you know and much you, mystery in this album. yeah you think that and and it and obviously you know sometimes you just want to be blunt with it you know you just want yep. to say this is so what a, i get
1: very last minute name. okay um, and it was it was unanimously accepted because sort of coming out of lockdown ish we wanted to i don't know the album just felt so self-effacing and so powerful and so sexy it just felt like a. it felt like a a, you know a really proud sound and just it it felt like a statement but i wanted it to be like an objectively good one yeah so it's like it's a question that's like don't you feel amazing and it's like yeah we all feel fucking amazing Mm -hmm. because we feel like we're looking through the windscreen mirror at this at this covid nonsense yeah and approaching you know the norm and uh, and just the good times again yes. So that's yeah where I came from
0: and i it yeah it's i mean i've got i've actually got the album i paid for it oh my God. <laughs> um, i usually get stuff for free you see but um i didn't get sent your stuff so i just went out and bought it um i found it i found it in hmv so it's it's being stocked local to me anyway so just to you know reaffirm your your uh distribution on that front but um one, yeah no i mean there's some great tracks on there as well we talk about it as well um i love bad entertainment uh we have um uh milky way from uh wargasm on there um fan- we, another
1: fantastic band in fact Wargasm just yeah, i mean they're gonna uh, prim- they're primed to blow those guys I are am. gonna be something
0: special yeah i've been following them for a good while and i'm just waiting waiting for it to happen it's going to happen because they've got the opportunities oh, yeah. especially next year
1: um they've got the opportunities they got the sound they got the, the talent they got the team they yeah. got the whole package
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely um and you know bring it back to you guys because we can talk about orgasm if we want but (laughs) um no i just i mean i love this album it it takes you in so many different directions um like when you when it starts out you've got that kind of like you said the slow industrial you start with don't you feel amazing um and it just goes from there but it goes on to many different um i guess different genre different styles obviously that reflects in your sort of like background of 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 the sort of like punk and post-hardcore and things like that that kind of new metal-esque sounds um and even i mean there's even like a sort of two-step drum and bass track type thing in there as well right, right at the end. right at the end and um i love my drum and bass so you can see my t-shirt there drum bass and metal um
1: <laughs> oh, I, I like I'll, I'll make a point about drum and bass in a second, but, but carry on. Okay,
0: no worries. Um, but yeah, no, I just like, it, there's so many good tracks on there. Um, obviously, Synthetic Sympathy, which was the, the D&B one, um,
1: which... I was Maladaptive. Watched. It's the D&B one. Oh, is it? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Synthetic was the re-record, because uh, that was like a bridging single. We just wanted to do some music. so we can Sorry. This, but, yeah, Maladaptive. Um, and we re really Synthetic and put it on the album. But yeah, Maladaptive is the, the more drum and bassy yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Um, Really liked he's so good as well. Um, I thought that
1: track was an absolute banger. Like it is. That's that's been the standout track of the album. No complaints. I, I, I had del- <laughs> when I first heard "Don't You Feel Amazing." I had delusions of grandeur. I really thought that song was going to go like you know, Queen. We will rock you. Take over the world. Vibes. Um, and then he's so good, ended up outshining it a little bit because of the message, which I, which I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we, I, I, I thought "Don't You Feel Amazing" was going to be the one, but he's so good is, uh, is, is the the star of this album for sure. Cool.
0: And um, or was it Alpha Omega as well? He had on there as well. It's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one. Um, but we I mean, had a whole album. arguments. About- us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole album, I've had it on kind of rotation in my car because I've actually got the physical CD um, so I can play it in my car. I've got a CD player in my car. I'm old school. Um, <laughs> i got turntables behind me as well, uh, but I didn't buy the vinyl. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's like... this. I mean, it's kind of taken you guys... Um, I mean, because I wasn't in the country when you guys formed, so this is probably why I didn't hear from you or hear about you until now. I've, I've lived over in the, in the States for, I was like five or six years. So, and, and, and sort of coming back and discovering bands that I missed is, is like what I'm finding out at the moment. Um, and like I said, I did a little bit of research. You guys come, you're from uh, St. Albans, um, mm-hmm. which is, well,
1: uh, everyone, me. like I, I live in St. Albans now, but I didn't come in there.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Where, whereabouts were you from originally?
1: Uh, like, uh, I, I spent the first half of my life in a place called Bobbingdon. Okay. And then uh, chesham But it's always been like home counties, like okay. Buckinghamshire, Hertfordshire border. It's yeah. so always like within a 30, 40 minute drive of St. Albans. Yeah, cool. But just like obscure home counties, towns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's all good. Um,
1: <laughs> um,
0: I mean, I've always associated St. Albans with a few bands because uh, it's always been quite a f- like, well, especially Hertfordshire, I should say, has been a fertile ground for um, a lot of predominantly rock and metal acts. Um, yep. Obviously, you've got, I mean, you'll. Uh, and to shikari <laughs> is the sort of like standout yep. one from there and you guys are actually going out on tour with them next year but we'll talk about that we are in a bit as well that's very exciting that's gonna be, uh, that's uh, gonna be a good one actually. it's gonna be messy <laughs> you know it's gonna be messy um, <laughs> um, um and you know back when i was in a band um we played with a lot of bands from that area like sixth um aconite thrill Eden main uh just sort of i'm just trying to think of any others that May have come from that
1: black uh, line, um, shell shock, shell shock, yes, they, yes. yes, shell shock from St. Albans. They're from they were definitely from like around,
0: yeah, they're definitely from around that area. Um, gotta remember them. That was that was proper electronic metal, that was industrial type yeah, stuff for them. Um, um, and yeah, we, I mean, I played various venues around that area, um, as well back in the day, so I know that area quite well and yeah just coming from that sort of like that that were you aware of the sort of like area you were coming from was there any of those bands like kind of played much into you know how you become tra- how you became trash boat
1: yeah i mean it, it all feeds into the to how i became trash boat, but i mean like the, the first ever show that i went to was like when i was like 14 in Amersham and it was at a venue called ultimate solution. And I actually spoke to Rao about this when we played the heavy music awards. I was like, dude, when I was like 14 years old, I saw you guys play in like a 200 cap youth club. Um And uh, it, it was with, I believe shell shock and a band called you have me at hello. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't really like the catalyst of me loving music. Cause at that time I was like a very sporty. I like sport was my focus. I liked yeah. music, but I was very, like, competition and sport-driven. Um, and then as that kind of phased out and music was phasing in uh, because of injuries and whatnot, I started to go to more and more shows. And then it was like, I want to see Four Years Strong, uh, on the Give It a Name tour with, like, May Day Parade. uh when Bring Me the Horizon were were coming up as well. Mm. I, I went to, like, a bunch of their shows, uh, Day to Remember, um, all of these bands. And then all the while alongside that, like I was going to these big shows to get the taste for it. And then whenever um, I wanted to fill a weekend, there was always something going on at like, the Watford Railway Club, at the Flag, at the Horn. There were always these bands that were like either up-and-comers or big in the hardcore scene mm. and that were pulling just like mad heads to all of these like tiny venues and having all these crazy shows that were just kicking off. And I didn't realize at the time that everyone else's scene wasn't quite like this because they didn't have the Yordamizers, they didn't have the Enter Shikaris. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was, at the time, very um, very privileged to have as many gas bands as we did because nice. like, St. Albans is, you might as well just play London. Like, yeah. Why would you come and play St. Albans? Um, but there were so many acts that were pulling people to the local venues, and like, the pioneers, well, they filmed the Burnt Tongues videos at the pioneer Mm. um and yeah it it was just cool to have that kind of like that size of a magnet bringing people relatively locally like Mm. because Watford and St Albans were pretty local for me yeah and Black Hole oh my god (laughs) um Frank Frank Carter's younger brother Richard uh had like a kind of groove hardcore band called Black Hole it was sick nice it was so good (laughs)
0: Yeah, lots, lots of stuff going on locally when I was uh, a teenager. Nice, nice. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I played with a lot of those bands back in the day. We played, um, actually, uh, with Shikari supported my band in London um, for no, their first London first. show. Um, it was like upstairs at the garage. They were on tour with uh, First Signs of Frost. And um, what, what was your band? Oh, uh, we were called Zero Cipher. See, that's such a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were like uh on the, well we were no we were new metal i'm not gonna shave anything off of that um i was the dj in the band so um you had like some big guy scratching uh at the back and that yeah, was me we're, we're one or two steps away
1: from new metal at this point
0: yeah it's, it's coming back it's, come, it's it's gonna come back my my jeans are telling me they're coming back so nice and baggy uh wallet chain on the way you know that so <laughs> I, got,
1: I got duped i got absolutely had the other day because um, I like, I went down a bit of a, a rabbit hole and I just listened to a bunch of Mudvayne. Oh, wow. Um, because fucking just back in the day, I, yeah. I absolutely, I stand Mudvayne. I thought they were sick. And there was this video that was just like, Mudvayne performs at the 2021 Oscars. And I was like, I missed this? <laughs> what the fuck? And I watched like a full two minutes of that video before realizing that it was fake. And I was like, no fucking way, playing Twenty Twenty One Oscar. And whoever made that video had me to a T, like half of the fucking video. And then I realised I was like, of course they're not playing Twenty Twenty One Oscar. <laughs> so
0: brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they're another band that's come back. Uh, they did a live stream the other day. Um, I think previewing some new stuff and and talking to their fan or doing something. Um, but yeah, they're another band like from back then. I used to street team for them back when i was younger um i did a campaign for them and one minute silence and they're like mm-hmm. giving out cassette tapes to people in you know queues and whatnot of vin- venues like spine shank yeah
1: all, all <laughs> the, like all the new metal there. up oh, mad spine shank is so- they
0: were good they were <laughs> so good um i can't like Biscuit just released a new album as well so i'm like
1: which is dude the fucking riff in the opening track of that album is so hard like untouchably hard yeah like i remember someone put that track on and i was i was sold i was like oh my god that riff is so fire
0: yeah they they drew it in they knew which track to put first they could have you know they they leaked obviously or put out dad vibes which was you know it was all right it was like okay just you know rapping over a drum machine kind of thing it was kind of fun and they did the whole like you know, dressing up as older people. Um, and then like I heard the album, like when they dropped it on Halloween and you're right, that first, it just drew me straight in. And then there's a, there's a, I think it's track, it might be track two or three where the riff is kind of almost, (laughs) it's reminiscent of something off chocolate starfish. Um, just the way it bounces. Um, but it's obviously it's, it's, you know, (laughs) it's Wes Borland. So it's going to bounce, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but yeah no i I, yeah i I mean i love that era i grew up in that era that was my that was my sort of like scene and you know thankfully most of the bands like the big bands are going at corn deftones incubus all that kind of stuff despite you know some of them changing direction occasionally um (laughs) but you have to do that can't blame them. them, you have to do that um but yeah no i just that that area of the world where you're from, I, like, I know it very well. Um, I mean, I'm based down in Surrey, so I'm just the other side of London, so... Um, but, yeah, I used to play up there, the rugby club in Watford, the... Uh, somewhere in Hitchin. I can't remember the name of it. Played the... Club... Hall. Um,
1: club something.
0: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just that area. We played, like, so many bands. Shell Shock was when I played one of their shows in Amersham. Um we played you know with like electric eel shock which is a band from japan and they were fucking crazy you know but the crowds always went off up there that's what i loved about that sort of area there was no kind of like i didn't feel there was any kind of like pretentiousness in the crowds not you know you get the sort of some crowds where they just stand there you know arms crossed and watch you but the the kids there just really got into it and and it's very very fond of that area of the world um so that that and southampton seem to be very nice to us as well don't know why but i just have fond memories of those areas um <laughs> um but back to your band um on that front um let's talk about the tour you've got or the tour, no let's talk about the tour that's just been
1: because you guys mm-hmm. have had
0: since releasing the album and that single you've had quite a rise like in sort of um shows that you've had um And events that have happened to you guys as well. Um, Obviously, the Heavy Music Awards, which was well documented. You got the stream shut down yeah exactly roll your eyes
1: yeah, <laughs> um, it's um, one of those things like i'm 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 calm for the clout like that's yeah
0: cool. no I, I, was like, so- I was like i was like that's fucking great you know it's like yeah, that's like what should zero happen.
1: zero complaints like write yeah. all the articles you want but at the same time i'm sat here just like wow this is a thing dude
0: yeah no exactly like, and I, I like in the music business generally most publicity there's no such thing as bad publicity as such i mean there is now um, <laughs> there's a lot now, believe believe, a lot of people are getting caught up in it. Um, but when it comes to stuff like that, like, you know, getting kicked up, that is probably at that time of, of where we were, it's a very kind of, it's a very rock and roll thing I felt, you know, to put it into sure. that, you know, just like yeah, that yeah. shit happened. It shouldn't have happened. Don't get me wrong. It shouldn't have happened because it shouldn't, it shouldn't on that front um but yeah it was just i mean for those that don't know just let them know they had the stream cut off for the heavy music awards um because milky way was wearing a very revealing top um as was i as was you yeah actually that is the point that's why and 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 because twitch has stringent rules on female nudity not male nudity female nudity of the nipples they cut the stream off so you know people can read into that and think of ridiculous that is um which is very um and but like everything that has kind of like gone on from there and and just sort of i've been watching you guys kind of get that momentum and then you know you're off on tour you're playing you know busy venues and you was it? Did you sell out the ballroom as well? Was that sold out in the end?
1: Didn't quite sell it out, no. But it was it was a it was a, a full room. It was a full room. It, <laughs> it looked was, full. It was, I saw the videos of it, and it, it looked it was, very full. Well. And I mean, how is that I mean, with the ticket sales on that tour? It was, it was really odd. Um, and we thought that like we were a little bit bummed out at first. But then when we spoke to the promoters, they were like, "This is happening with like every tour across the board." Yeah, is that like you'd sell say five hundred tickets for one venue, but only like four hundred would show up? Mm. Like they wouldn't cancel their tickets or anything. Um, but just, I, I guess they didn't want to brave the, the COVID yeah. things that there, there would be like roughly 20% at each show who would have purchased tickets, but just like didn't come, which is like super weird. It
0: is. It is. And I, I've noticed that as well with, um, with the things that like with the club nights I do and stuff like we are selling tickets like online pre-sales and you know, there is a portion of those people that aren't turning up because they don't feel safe or they can't or they've been you know we give them the opportunity to cancel if they want to so we're not like tying their hands um but yeah it's it's a it's a weird weird phenomenon because there was a point where people were just sort of chomping at the bit to get out and go to these things and then i think it just like lockdown just went on that little bit too long and then the fear kind of crept in with a lot of people um including myself you know i don't like it didn't like going out initially you know, the, the the day job I have is very public facing. So it's, you know, it was very kind of, you know, daunting yeah, to start th- with.
1: Throughout the entire tour, like, usually I'm jumping in the crowd, I'm yeah. going to merch at the end of every show because I want to meet people. Um But I didn't do, like, any of that this tour. I, I kept it real PG Um just because, I guess to, to practice what you preach. Like mm. if I'm throwing myself in the crowd and like rubbing faces with people and whatnot, uh, and then going and shaking people's hands and giving them hugs at merch, it just, it, it doesn't scream, um, pandemic safety. Yeah. Uh, which is tough. Cause I like, you know, like you said, it was the biggest tour we've ever done. And it's nice to go out and meet and chat to people and yeah. thank them for coming and hear their stories and that. So like, it, I, that's that was a sacrifice not doing that but at the same time it was entirely necessary so
0: yeah no totally totally i was gonna ask you what how that differs like from before because obviously you guys have been out before you've been around for a while you've had two albums out before this um and you've talked with you know some notable acts as well as well as doing your own thing um And, yeah, just sort of getting that reaction. Because I I spoke to a lot of musicians during lockdown and and sort of getting their, you know, opinion across the world, how they were going through it, how gigs were, or if, you know, album releases and all that kind of stuff. You guys kind of hit just as we were coming out of that that bubble, if you will. And just watching the sort of, like I say, the momentum you'd be getting. And it's paying off. You're you're sort of now, like, going forward, you've got, like, a tour with Enter Shikari coming up um european mm-hmm. tour as well that's kind of exciting on that front so it's you um shikari and wargasm on that tour isn't it Stacked. so it's it's gonna be like i said it's gonna be messy it's gonna be so <laughs> we've,
1: got, we've got two others in like the end of the first quarter and beginning of the second quarter as well which are both also very very cool tours yeah, so what we, what do you
0: we, is it is it the Shikari tour or is it are you touring with It's somebody?
1: The Shikari Tour and then two others after that, which we're currently sorting out. One of them's confirmed but we haven't okay. announced yet. Um which we can't because the band is currently on tour. Okay. Um <laughs> and they'll, they'll obviously announce it when, they, when yeah. they come back. Uh and then the other one we're we're sorting out which is like our own thing. Okay. Um which will which will be again in like at the end of q one I think. But yeah, very cool stuff.
0: Nice. Nice. Oh, I forgot to mention you played with Skindred as well on their last tour.
1: We did. Those guys are fun, man. They are.
0: They are. I've known Skin Dread for since
1: they became Skin Dred. Um, <laughs> yeah, to do um, Jacoby Shaddix's bit in Warning as well which oh, is so it was so fun. Brilliant. So fun.
0: That is that is amazing. I love that. I love yeah. that. They're they're such. They're another band like you're like the current. There's there's a like a generation of bands that we've got at the moment that are really, I think, I feel that they're really supportive of the new guys coming through. I mean, you guys have been around for a while, but I always, I'm, I'm sort of classing you as newcomers. I'm sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> we're going to win Best British Newcomer, the Kerrang Awards. Uh, we're, we're, we're still due to win Best British Newcomer.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's good, but never be labelled next big thing. I, from my own like experience, it never works out. Um, 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 but no, just like just like it's obviously shikari skin dread and and just bands like that like are bringing uk bands like new uk bands with them on tour like they're taking wargasm to the states as well aren't they
1: mm-hmm.
0: shikari are. um yep. and and it's just like your your like your band is part of this crop that i'm absolutely loving coming through at the moment um because obviously you've got yourselves and we've already mentioned wargasm there's bands like seething akira who i'm really digging at the moment um or have been for a while in fact um and and you know there's still classic bands out there raging speedhorn and and they're sort of still kicking about like doing shows and things like that um but yeah no just there's there's just seems to be this like movement of bands that especially from like UK generally i mean there's a few sort of worldwide that i'm watching as well but just i'm really excited to 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 watch this like you know mm. and 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 see this crop of of just quality music coming out um you know to to brush your ego a little bit more i I really like the album so
1: (laughs) what can i say
0: (laughs) um but yeah no i mean obviously like say you've got you've got all these plans for next year uh one obviously you've that you guys already like had announced and stuff like that and you got other stuff what what is your sort of like you know um I guess major aim. What, what is your, cause obviously you're on your, like say third album.
1: What is, what is the, I I am in a perpetual state when it comes to music of, uh, being entirely grateful for every iota Mm. of anything that we've achieved so far. If the men came in, in their suits with their briefcases and they just, they said, it's over, it's done. You're finished. (laughs) I could look back on the experience With nothing but fond memories and be like, all right, we achieved more than most, and what a journey, what a ride. But at the same time, I'm never gonna not want to be playing to six figures of people and toppling the fucking oppressive regime in Russia in like the 90s, like the way Metallica did in front of 100,000 people in Moscow. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wanna have that impact, I wanna experience those experiences, and I'm never gonna stop. Chasing my delusions of grandeur when it comes to music, but at the same time, remaining entirely humble in the moment and realizing that it's only going to be what it's going to be, and you know, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Forever.
0: No, that's I mean that's really cool. I just like I always, because I, you know, having been in the sort of like band situation, there is obviously what you would love to happen, <laughs> like you say, going to play out. What to do? But looking back on it, you're like grateful for every like just people coming people watching people you know at least Yay. enjoying the entertainment that you're providing you know the art that you're providing for them
1: um on I'd, I'd love to be the biggest band in the world that'd be great it'd be so awesome we just gotta write better songs apparently that, <laughs> i don't <laughs> you know, know, know I mean? man i don't know
0: yeah. some of these tracks of this album i I'd, I'd put up there with some big track like you know because some of them are catchy as fuck
1: Sorry. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that, and you know, I, I agree with a couple of those tunes. Um, it's just you know, no one has the formula to get the whole world to agree. Yeah. That's um. Right. So You're yeah, magic it's, it's press one of those like, <laughs> Occasionally, you'll just put out the right song with the right sound and the right lyrics and the right message at the right time. Yeah. And the whole world will just be like, I'm going to share this yeah. because this is speaking to, to a part of me. And um, yeah, I, I thought that Don't You Feel Amazing with the with with, with the sexy video and. Yeah. Uh, like hedonistic message after like a lot of kind of hyper conscientious rhetoric in the in the world and everyone like masking up and being very like enclosed yeah. it's such an open and expressive and bold song like i was like yeah i mean this this could catch i could see i saw people making like tiktok noises out of it where like they do transitions with that big like i don't care what you think and loads of people did to be yeah. fair but just not enough to make us you know play stadiums yet 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 Yet. you need that one song you literally just need that one tune to catch (laughs) everyone to be like oh my god it's such a fucking banger you never know it might be a slow
0: burner it might be a slow burner you don't know you know you just keep pushing
1: the Americans love Silence is Golden yeah like Silence is Golden got the I can't wait to play that live in the US because that got like infinite spins on Octane shout out Octane Yeah. um and that was like, yeah, we we were constantly receiving things saying like, are oh, they spinning Santa's Golden again, again, again? And it's like, fuck, you yeah, they love that. So nice. i mean, I'm very excited to play that tune in the US. Probably yeah, touch it again.
0: Do it. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I like so I lived over there, and so if you if you can cat if you can get onto rotation, um, because it's predominantly dominated by classic tracks like rock radio. It's you know the classic rock
1: songs, but occasionally yeah, uh, you get the naughty Karang bangers.
0: Yeah. Um, but you like occasionally get like, I, when I was out there, bring me, um, had happy song and that made it on rotation. Um, bullet had, um, crap. I can't remember what track it was, but they, they got it on rotation, like on, on the local sort of like clear channel, big, you know, conglomerate rock radio, if you will. Um, Mm but yeah i mean sirius xm stuff like that octane and and all those sort of ones that that yeah it it plays well over there it's that's good i love that that's yeah, good that's to good. know <laughs> um, cool so um, i mean i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's all right and i'll let you go because um, obviously have been at work and whatnot and i don't know you don't want to do this anymore so.
1: honestly <laughs> like i i i don't like stopping okay you know, like i i I've got a full-time job, I've got little side hustles, I've got the band, and I, like, idle time being the devil's play thing truly is um, a, a mantra for me, because, or mantra, have you said, it, uh, because I, like, always feel guilty whenever I'm not doing okay. something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that. that's when my brain starts to kind of, if it, even if it's something that's, like, not terribly pragmatic or, you know, putting cash in my pocket or helping people, if, it, if I just find myself with truly free time I will immediately fill it because I just I, I just end up feeling guilty like I'm not making the most out of life yeah, so right. keep me on here as you want mate all right cool <laughs> Excellent. I'll do that. that I'll do that
0: I'll keep you occupied <laughs> don't worry um um <laughs> um but yeah i mean that yeah that's uh yeah i'm I'm kind of the same i do like uh, well occasionally i do like a little bit of downtime but when i'm when i'm there too long i'm like i should be doing something i get restless um but yeah i'm having a day like full-time job and this is kind of my side thing with with um i work for total rock as well um i'm a, a technical expert for apple oh no
1: way i do something very very similar oh yeah yeah, I'm a I'm a customer success analyst for a, just a different piece of software for technical okay.
0: gearfish. Okay, cool. Nice. It's fucking it. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I work on a genius bar and I have to fix people's stuff, so you know. Uh yeah, if you ever get a problem with your Mac or your or your or your iPhone then I'll
1: you send know. it your way. Yeah, if uh, you have a problem with your recruiting automation software, give me a shout. Yeah, I will. <laughs>
0: Um because no, I remember like like during lock because I, I followed you guys on TikTok as well. And um like just I mean, yeah, I know. But I <laughs> I have to be on there for Total Rock on their social media uh like manager type
1: TikTok. person. I, I'm I'm a voyeur on TikTok. Like I had an account, I was posting stuff. Um but I'm I'm bad with social media, you know, like I I whenever I find myself doing things, I find it really, really hard to change the pace of what i'm doing to film it and upload it Mm. so like i'll often just like do stuff and go wow that was cool and it would have been really cool if i'd have shared it and posted it but i just like i never do and i it's it's something that obviously all the press team and people at my label are just like you know obviously trying to get me to do more of yes But i'm just so bad with with recording things and taking pictures and whatnot i just like i do it i forget that i should have posted it
0: yeah i got i got two young kids and they've helped me learn the TikTok side of things. So um they've been very good. I haven't done any dance videos or anything yet. So um okay. didn't quite get to that level. But I learned like they they sort of guided me through initially using it and then, you know, um I gradually built up the Total Rock profile and whatnot. And but no, it's like I said, I, I found it like I'm watching like I like I say when I'm flipping through and you guys have one and it was like one where I think you put how could I write a song like uh don't you feel amazing and still have to work this like daytime job because you would do
1: doing... yeah work for sainsbury's
0: yes yeah doing that and i was just like that is so like it's so right because that track was that track is amazing um and yeah, i mean
1: i'm was... oh, sorry
0: Karen. no no i was just gonna say it, it just really struck because i was like i remember being like you say going back to like oh, fucking, when i was in a band I, I had to hold down like three jobs uh at the same time to kind of maintain what we were trying to do for one because obviously you know initially money is goes out the window um and you know just having that 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 three sort of like jobs and then having the the passion project which was music um and feeling that way because you know when you write a song you're like oh this song's fucking amazing and it was getting you know it was getting traction at the time like back when like the metal hammer cds and stuff were a thing for like distribution wise you know it's not so much of a thing now but um you know and you're just like why hasn't this song catapulted us to <laughs> the next level
1: yeah so, and there's no answer to that question no there really there's, isn't there's no satisfying answer to that question it, it either happens or it doesn't i mean I, I know bands that are selling you know three to five times the amount of tickets that we are and they're still not even paying themselves a salary that equates the minimum wage like wow. it's insane Like, they're still paying themselves, like, you know, like a grand a month each, which is, it's not nothing. It's nothing to be scoffed at. But at the same time, it's like, if you're treating a band like a full-time job, you need to be paying yourself more than minimum wage, really. Yes, Yes, Um, indeed. That's why I'm always jealous of these bands that have, like, two members and stuff. <laughs> oh, went to the five piece. Fuck sake! <laughs> one
0: day you'll automate them all. It's fine. <laughs>
1: the whole thing get session musicians out here. <laughs> oh, dang, they cost more. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's now, actually, and also that's one of the things that I fucking love about Trash Boat is that we're all original members and have yeah. been since we started, and we are like the most functional dysfunctional family ever. Like we all fucking love each other in the most abusive sibling kind of way, <laughs> and uh, there's no hierarchy within the band. Like everyone is equally. That's a piece amazing. Of shit. That's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. It's it, it grounded. It keeps us grounded. It's grounded. that
0: is good. You definitely need that. Like I've yeah. I've been in hierarchy situations, and and they're not fun. They really take the the, the sort of fun out of it um but if you're all no if you know you're all on the same level and you're and you're all pieces of shit then <laughs> it really does keep it like it keeps it you know like real i suppose is the word without trying to sound yep. young so. um <laughs> not on that front um but yeah no last couple uh, last couple of questions i will i'll let you go after this honestly um if you could name like these are my generic questions so i sound very well practiced in these so don't worry about it um if you could name three albums that are most pivotal to you. So I'm not talking about your top three albums ever. Cause a lot of people have that normally, you know, not saying yours are, but you know, it's usually appetite, nevermind enter yeah. Sam or, you know, black album, whatever on that front. But what I want to know, cause like you said, with, with enter Shikari and kind of like you saw that show and that kind of maybe gave you the bug to want to be musical. Could you pinpoint yeah. that to like albums? So the album that made you want to be a front man, for a band, or what made you want to be part of the music industry, or anything in a certain part of your life, an album that dragged you out of something,
1: anything yeah, like that. Uh, the things we carry, by have heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Still, top will always be in the rotation. In like my top three or top five albums of all time, um, best hardcore band that ever lived. No questions. No one could could sit in front of me and, and debate that. Nice. Um, it is. Absolutely, the, they are absolutely the best hardcore band that ever existed, uh, and have, has existed so far. The lyrics are just—he's he's a different beast. It was—it was just promoting a kind of strength of mind and body ethos in such a clear, intelligent, conscientious, and concise way that just shook me to my very core. And then, if you watch the videos of their last ever show that they played. Um, like it was, I, I can't remember when it was—a long time ago. But I've, I've never ever seen anything like it. And it's just when I'd started going to shows uh, properly. I remember I was at like Ghost Fest in like 2009 or something. Yeah. Um And stayed in um in this like person's student halls accommodation. We squeezed like five people into their room, and we were just watching stuff on a on laptop screen. And someone showed me Half Heart for the first time, and I saw the video of their last show where it's like. Kids get on stage, and then kids get on top of the kids on stage, and then kids get on top of those kids, and the band just get buried in in this crowd participation wow. insanity. And I was immediately hooked. So, uh, and also, "Songs to Scream at the Sun" is another uh, one of their albums, which is equally as good. But cool. the things we carry, I heard first. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, an incredibly special band. Um, Origins of Symmetry by Muse. Cool simply because uh my oldest brother basically got me into music like he he would pick me up from school or from wherever and he had like this old golf mark one gti it was burgundy and he would always have like these different cassette tapes mm. so they like, i'd be like, fucking, like six years old and he'd be driving with his knees at like 60 miles an hour in a 30s zone, like rolling a sig and just cranking all this ridiculous music he'd have like Pantera, Metallica, System of a Down, Prodigy, um, loads of old like drum and bass dub plates, which is leading into what I was going to say earlier. Yeah, um, And the one that hooked me the most at the start was Origins of Symmetry and Absolution by Muse. Uh, and they just got this, a spin, a spin. Like I constantly was listening to that fucking album all the nice. whole time. Um, and yeah, just the musicality, Matt Bellamy's voice, just everything about it, that riff on citizen of race, yeah. like, Oh my God, uh, the falsetto it, that he was able to do. It just, it really grabbed me. And, um, yeah, yeah. And I, when I got to see him live for the first time, I was like, Oh my God, because <laughs> like when the stadium or the O2 or something crazy. I can't remember. Um, and a third, Ah, there's there's so many, but I'm trying to think of the one that had like the, the biggest impact. You know what, actually, like I was gonna not say this one in, in lieu of something maybe a bit better, but thinking about <laughs> it, it did change my fucking life in a massive way. Uh and I'll count your blessings, bring the horizon. Like I liked heavy music, because obviously like my brother had initiated me with Pantera and Metallica and all these bands. Yeah. And when i hit sort of like 14 15 i was doing my own my own research and finding all these new bands and i got count your blessings uh on c- cd for like my birthday or something um and i i thought trivium was heavy you know what i mean i was like <laughs> everyone was passing around ascendancy when it came out yeah uh, so that we could like burn it. Like this guy, this one guy called Danny bought Ascendancy and he bought it into school and he was like lending it to people every day so we could all burn it and have our own copy of it. And I was like, <laughs> was so heavy. and then somehow I can't remember if my parents bought it for me or if a friend bought it for me or what, but I, I got count your blessings and boom. Death metal was a thing. Yeah. Those vocals were a thing, those riffs were a thing. I was like, oh, things can be a lot heavier. This is now officially my shit. And <laughs> I, you know, from there, it was Whitechapel, Carnifex, Job for a Cowboy, nice. Suffocate. Just the death metal phase officially began with Bring Me. And then I went to see them and it was they were like, they were playing, um, where were they playing? I and mean, I saw them at Roundhouse, but I was, also saw them like a couple of times before that. Uh, when like Data Remember were supporting them. Mm. How crazy is that? That is crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Data Remember probably also support them now, but there was definitely a period where Data Remember kind of, were were the biggest thing ever yeah Uh, but yeah that that album changed my perspective on what could be a heavy band um even though the lyrics were just awful (laughs) 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 like just just horrible but all death metal lyrics are fucking horrible they are yeah Uh, so that that album has no skips and was just a a, a game changer for me music-wise
0: that's amazing no that's i mean i i haven't heard i don't think i've heard have heart i should have because i was very much into my hardcore um Ooh. i'll have to go through my cds and and maybe dig that out or even if they're on the streaming i'll do that have a look bet, yeah, they're on the streaming, for sure. um muse fantastic band um i think i've talked about them before on this show and, and like i've i've been able to follow them since early days and i've got a demo of theirs somewhere amongst my belongings um pre pre like muscle museum and stuff like that and and they are a fantastic like live, absolutely immense for the for the How ridiculous. Like just I mean obviously the live show they had, I mean I've I've watched them play in relatively small venues, like, you know, Astoria size venues and stuff like that. Just like thousand, two thousand capacity. Uh I've seen them play festivals, like Reading Festival and stuff like that and, and just fucking blow everyone away. Like Every time. Every time. um Yeah, Bring Me the Horizon as well. Fantastic. That's a good album as well. um Leading on to the death metal, I had um, Ben from Whitechapel on this show not long ago. And that was kind of cool because Whitechapel are uh, one of those bands.
1: You know what? I, I say this to everyone. You know, Lamb of God, I, I was going to pick a Lamb of God album because Lamb of God are like arguably the best death metal band to ever mm. exist and one of my favorite bands. But there was no one Lamb of God album that was as significant as uh, County of Blessings was to me. Like the Lamb of God are just the most consistent band alive. They're on like album nine or album eight now or something like that. Yeah. Even like their worst album, which in my opinion was Resolution, is still one of the best death metal albums like ever. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like Resolution, you know, if you had to rank the the Lamb of God albums, then yeah, Resolution would probably be the worst. Um, But it's still fucking incredible. It's still so good. Uh, and when, after uh, Mitch from Suicide Silence died, they did that, um, that like, memorial show in Pomona. Yeah. Uh, or it was a tour, maybe, I forget. They got Randy to come out and uh, do You Only Live Twice or You Only Live Once, I can't remember mm. the name of the song. And I think Randy Blythe has, like, the best vocals in death metal, but Phil Bozeman from Whitechapel did Unanswered, and I encourage you viciously to go and watch that video of him doing unanswered because i have never ever seen a performance of metal vocals like that and there's a bit like right at the end um where he like you he he goes low and then he does does like a second round of like lows and then he does these highs and goes into these like guttural lows which I've, i've never heard a human being make those noises actually fucking unreal and i've watched that video like hundreds of times i can't get enough of it i can watch it right now and enjoy it nice and it's so fucking good and I'll, it's, it's i'll say i was gonna go yeah. dig that out and <laughs> go watch that you
0: spoke so badly about it
1: so. and they always have been like when the first white chapel album um because they just released the somatic defilement when i was sort of discovering new music mm. and obviously the song the somatic defilement just has that like 15 second long just like <clears throat> over silence and then the riff kicks in i was like right these guys are my new favorite band yeah absolutely love it let's
0: go brilliant love it yeah and i mean they've gone again they go from strength to strength i mean their new album's really good as well um to give that a shout because that's a that's a solid like it's it's yeah i'm enjoying that album at the moment as well so um okay. but yeah to take back take back to you you were going to talk about drum and bass you're going to say something about drum and bass and yeah, i totally so forgot my, so let's go back to that yeah my
1: <laughs> oldest brother who is now 43 44 okay that? Uh, um obviously he was a teenager in the 90s yeah. and was was just you know knee deep in the drum and bass scene and amassed this collection of vinyl like drum and bass vinyl, mm. which he bequeathed to me. Mm. And I've got like, a, like a full crate and bag full of like old metal heads, uh, vinyls, like Ed Rush and optical, all these like really old, iconic drum and bass vinyl that I've just got sitting in a box. Nice. And just going through them, some of the, some of the names and some of the dubs that are on there, like Sc- scream. I, I I'm losing all of the, all of the names at the moment but i i've been through that thing like so many times uh left field africa Bum Butter, like so much fucking absolute madness just in this one box it's like it's drum and bass history in a box and i'm yeah. sure you love through it i
0: i i probably would i've i grew up in that era too i'm almost your brother's age so um <laughs> 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 i have I, we'll probably get on very well to be fair um but yeah. that that era i mean i've got i've got Boxes of vinyl next to me. Um and I've got stuff from that era like Sub Focus, um, Ed Rush, like you say Optical, Fabio and Groove Rider, um, Goldie, so the Metalhead oh, yeah. sort of series, Dillinger, um and and um uh, what's it, Adam F uh or Andy C them. and it's just like and dra- I mean drawing base is huge for me I don't know if someone has this damn t shirt but like Back then, I mean, I've been qu- I've been quite fortunate in some of my like earlier jobs, so working like nightclubs and things like that. And some of the nights they've put on in those night in those things like big drum and bass nights. So I've got to meet like Fabio and groove rider which fucking amazing. And and you know and and sort of I've been to like back in the day, metalheads used to run a club night in London um at the Leisure Lounge, um yep. and I was like when I was like eighteen, I went to one of those, you know just about 18 i should say um (laughs) i went up to a couple of those and and just like just it's some of the best nights i've ever had is like a drum bass club you know and that era of drum bass particular is my again my era of of electronic music and i'm jealous you've got all that vinyl as well because i love my vinyl so (laughs) it's
1: um yeah i mean well i'll like I'll, i'll find a way to to share it yeah you know, like we'll, we'll link up at some point and like maybe do a FaceTime and I'll just I'll walk you through the box see if I'll there's anything it. that yeah see if there's that's like iconic enough for, for me to pull it out and I don't know we'll, we'll figure some way yeah
0: no I mean it. that's 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 fucking awesome I fucking love that <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah no that's great I mean like I just got bequeathed a bunch of hip-hop vinyl as well um, just from a friend like um, they, they, they didn't have a turntable and they're like I've got all this vinyl do you want it and i'm like yeah and it's just filled up an entire box of like i've got those really useful boxes like the they're called really useful boxes um but they've got one specifically like kind of made for vinyl and they've just filled all of them up um that and being a scratch dj obviously hip-hop's big in that sort of side of things um and I've got a lot of rock as well, obviously classic rock vinyl and new stuff as well. So I do buy I a a new vinyl. I have small vinyl
1: days where I massed loads of vinyl and then I stopped and now I just have all this vinyl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, you can get like that. But I, I mean, of that, I'm of that school of like, I used to have to drag this to gigs and stuff. So yeah, like, just having all that. And thankfully now when I'm DJing, I used only really have to take a couple of USB sticks. So my back is very happy. So...
1: Um, <laughs> Like that box that they were in was like a really cheap one that I got just for like a few quid at a, a corner shop. Yeah. And when I was carrying it to my car, when I moved out of my last place, the box broke and I was like holding it together, just like, <laughs> like, buff, 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 like it's so heavy <laughs> and I could feel it splitting like this cheap plastic and I was just kind of like hobbling to my car yeah. and I ended up just kind of bumping it in my car and it all just blew all over the back seat. Yeah. Um, but like at least they're inside. <laughs> brilliant um all right man last question um
0: what are your hobbies away from trash boat now you know obviously music is you know the passion on that front um but what what is what are your sort of like if you had to kind of remove yourself or this is like kind of just for me is there any like any hobbies you sort of get involved in or anything like that
1: yeah i mean i I really quite dreadfully miss um sport in general, but yeah. I can't do it anymore uh so I'm always looking for like activity and competition so like, i go to the i go to the gym um like four or five days a week i I just love exercising i've got, I've got that bug whatever it is like yeah. I have to exert myself because i'm so used to um i used to play sports like every day when I was a teenager um and a lot of them were contact sports so I miss that. Um, so I try and get in as much exercise as possible, and then uh, that competition. Of, like I don't really play video games to relax. Like <laughs> I literally play video games to to compete, which is why I do like Dark Souls PvP. That's like the only game that I play, really. Okay, um, but it's like the hardest possible game, really. And that's not why I play it. I, I fell in love with it years ago, but yeah. like the PvP community for Dark Souls is—it's just a different breed, like it's it's pretty niche but like it's so toxic in the best way (laughs) like because the more toxic it is the more of an achievement it is when you win and the odds are so heavily stacked against you and like everything is just built to piss you off and people will exploit those there's glitches there's all kinds of stuff and people will exploit them to no end to make an already unfair advantage, even more unfair. <laughs> and when you win, like you're, I, I'm just, I'm sweating bullets. My hands are like fucking super tense. And I have gotten more gas at Dark Souls than I have got at anything ever. Like when you pull off that dub and you just pick apart like a four man team on your own. Like I've, I've caught myself like jumping out of my chair and like beating my chest. To be like, ah! nice. I used to stream it. I haven't <laughs> streamed in like a couple months because of like hardware and um of like internet and noise issues in my new place. Yeah. Um. Because I haven't yet got my own place, but um. Yeah. Just like anything competitive, I, I did a, a lot of voiceovers and voice acting. Um. Again, before I moved into this place, I haven't done that in the last couple months either. Uh, I do need to get back on that train because I really do enjoy like doing goofy like cartoon voiceovers and voice acting and all that kind of stuff um but a lot of stuff and since i moved into this new place i'm I'm in in lieu of buying my own place okay this is kind of like temporary spot while i'm here it's like the internet's not the best um and the guy who i live with like goes to bed at like 8 p.m i don't want to be like finishing work and then getting like really gassed streaming while he's going trying to sleep so I i haven't yet found the uh the, the sweet spot to to keep yeah. streaming and stuff going, but um, yeah, those, those are those are generally things like nice. exercise, a little bit of competitive gaming, and uh, I I, I want to get back into my voiceovers because it is a lot of fun.
0: Nah, that's really cool. That's uh, that's some like you know, I mean, sport. I used to do a lot of sports a kid as well, and and um, kind of I do have that kind of competitive edge when it comes to video games. I try, I try, I try and play non-competitive, like you know, but if I'm doing well at like you know Call of Duty FIFA whatever or whatever I'm playing I'm gonna have to give Dark Souls a go now so
1: <laughs> it's, right. so there's a new game coming out which is effectively like there's Dark Souls 3 which is the latest one but that's like five years old now yeah and there's a game coming out in January which is effectively Dark Souls 4 okay like they were like oh we're not gonna make another Dark Souls game because you know we want to move away from the franchise and this game that's coming out it's Dark Souls 4 it's called Elden Ring but oh, okay yeah it's Dark Souls 4 um that's literally what it is like it even uses some of the same engine as dark souls 3 like, or you could have even called it dark souls 3.5 um and <laughs> there's there's straight up like that that's gonna be a biblical moment for me when that game comes out that game is gonna get the muay I one two smash <laughs> and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get as good at that pvp as as i am a dark souls pvp and, and hopefully continue to make content when it's out
0: nice excellent no i look forward to that i'll uh, i'll keep an eye on your streaming channel as well so see how that goes but yeah no I don't, i'm gonna try that game out now because I, I i'm looking for something new to play and and that that sounds like something that i might you know i'll give it a
1: go let's put it that way i'll give it you a go want it. you <laughs> gotta want it it's gonna make you hate yourself And it's going to make you hate video games, and it's going to make you wonder why the fuck you're even meant to enjoy this. (laughs) You're really selling it.
0: You're really selling it.
1: (laughs) There, there there is a a heavy dropout rate on that game, and people are so shit. I just don't get it. It's not very fun. But then the people that make it through, you become part of like this special secret club where you're like, I get it. Okay, I get it. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if you want to power through, like it's it's the (laughs) <laughs> it's I'll definitely. Have to,
0: I'll. I'll. I'll at least check it out, and then I'll see where I get from there. I might. You never know. You never
1: know. And one tip, my guy. I will. I will. I will make you good at that game. Okay. For us. Cool. It's literally the only video game I play. All
0: right. Cool. Excellent. Um. And you talked about voiceovers and stuff. Have you done anything like that? I. You know, may have seen or anything like. You know, on that front, or is it just sort of.
1: Yeah, nothing really of note. Like, I do a lot of just kind of, like, corporate cash-in-hand money makers and, like, apps and stuff like that. Um, And I've done, like, a couple of little cool projects just here and there. Um, I haven't invested the time to make a really good demo reel uh, because I feel like I perform best, like, on the spot with those kinds of things. But um, I I need, like, an agent. And in order to get an agent, you need a demo Demo reel. reel. And in order to get a demo reel, you need to either pay money or make it yourself or like get some other jobs. And I haven't in the last like four to six months, I haven't been that proactive with it. Mm. Um, I, I started to get a little bit of traction, but honestly I, I just want someone like who, who I'm linked with in some way to just be like, Hey, you know, we've got this like cartoon and why don't you just come down and just have a go and we'll see how it goes. Cause that's where I feel like I'd really shine. It's like the, the kind of, Oh, make a demo reel and get an agent and get an agent to send it through here. That's, that's where I have no contacts, yeah. I just have nothing. I'm just like I, I'm, I'm starting fresh like everyone else, which is fair, but I haven't yet put the effort in to really to really make it and to really get the types of opportunities that I need, which I should do. Um, but I'd lately like with the tours and with yeah. the other stuff that I, I haven't found myself with enough time. Um, but I, I will get back to it for I, sure because cool. yeah, I'd, I'd love to be up late the next bojack horseman the next brick and morty yeah you know what i mean i feel like i i feel like i have a lot to offer and if, if trash boat ever crashed and burned that's probably what i put all of my focus into mark hamill style
0: yes yeah he does he does a lot and like a lot that you yeah, wouldn't thought it was him but it is him
1: <laughs> and that's amazing my guy, was Skips. My guy was fire lord ozai yeah my guy was the joker He's, he's out here just crushing the voice Skeletor as well
0: him. now isn't he and yeah no really I mean I, I, that's I mean yeah I mean he's he's done so much like away from it's obviously trying to get away from star, star Wars to a certain degree like he couldn't probably do that as an actor but as a voice yeah. actor he has just fucking killed it especially as the Joker mm-hmm. fucking it's the most sinister Joker out of all of yep. them and it's um but yeah, no, just multi talent. Like even you know, you can sometimes hear his voice out of it, but sometimes you don't even know it's him, which is great, which mm-hmm. is kind of what you want at the same time. You can put your name he, on it.
1: He's the news announcer in Metalocalypse. Is he? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Like um, when he's when he's like talking to the panel with like General Crozier and like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. Like Death Clark are doing this new thing with it. Blah blah. That's <laughs> fucking Mark Hamill. Oh fucking hell, that's brilliant. Damn,
0: I love that. He's I everywhere. Love that. I love that. Now, it's voice acting was something I I looked in at one, into at one point, and and like did did a few little bits. You know, I put a thing up on I think it was Fiverr, and got a few little bits off of there. You know, like five dollars for like 20 seconds of me talking um but being based in the states and having a british accent played very well um Mm. on that side of things but no i was just curious if you'd like because i never pushed it either i never went down that road and like it was you know putting a demo reel together or getting an agent or you know finding a publisher to help you out and even my musical contacts like they do music publishing but not commercial like you know
1: um yeah, yeah it would be nice to have a foot in the door somewhere because yeah. if i just got like one decent opportunity that was worth chasing it would it would just light a fire under my ass but I-, I lack that fire at the moment and i lack the discipline to, to make that fire just with yeah. everything else that's going um, no you've got a lot
0: of momentum future. with the band at the moment so it's just kind of you know it's good to keep in the back pocket i suppose on that front but mm. you know when when yes, you get a bit of downtime with the band side of things it's something you can you know then sort of jack into i suppose and see if that
1: yeah, does it's definitely work. something that i will be pursuing to one degree or another for a while.
0: Nice. Excellent. excellent excellent good luck with that um well toby i'm gonna let you go because i've had you far too long <laughs> i think i don't normally go this lo- well right. I, say, I don't normally go this long but that just sounds really weird um <laughs> it's all good um but no toby thank you very much i really appreciate it good luck with the tour and everything coming up um uh, with uh, shikari and whatnot and all the other opportunities you got next year i'm hoping to come see you guys live uh at one of those shows um if not something later in the year at least i'm um, trying to get to next year's my kind of like let's get back to live shows because um, <laughs> i had a bunch booked this year and they will be cancelled till next year so um you know um we'll see how that um kind of uh comes out i guess
1: yeah pans out (laughs) but
0: um no toby thank you very much and um yeah have a good rest of your evening man thank you
1: no worries man thank you i appreciate you having me on anytime